0: No question that the apparel and footwear industries are unbalanced, with brands and retailers wielding most of the power and suppliers and factories unable to truly manage their own businesses. That dynamic openly means workers in those facilities are too often an afterthought. Today we'll learn why Jose Suarez, founder of both Impactiva and Vaeso, two companies designed to help factories maximize efficiencies, says shortchanging the artisans undermines the entire industry. Jose, thank you for joining us, and welcome back. Hi, Eddie. Fun to be back. One of the big issues that came to light at the start of the pandemic was worker treatment, because arguably they were impacted the most by the drop in demand and the subsequent non-payment on a lot of the orders and the cancellations. How can we change the culture in apparel and footwear so that these industries value the people who make the goods.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, we are just starting to wake up as an industry that the solution to the, to the ever-increasing demands of today's consumers with better quality because of the dramatic increase in e-commerce deliveries, the requirement for speed, because if, if you don't deliver quickly, what the consumer is demanding, you won't be able to make the sale is by transforming the 60 million as as you know, we coined the term artisans because we realized that the solution to the supply chain and especially the manufacturing ecosystem of most retailers and brands is by activating and completely engaging the 60 million artisans that make the products we buy, wear and use. And our industry is still blind to the massive transformation that they can help us bring about if we learn how to activate and engage them. Not use them simply for their manual ability, but actually get them involved with mind and heart. And that's what we're trying to do at Vaeso is really provide a shop floor tool that provides digital digitalization down to the artisan level so that they get um, actively involved in producing more value with less effort.
0: So there's a lot of time and money spent on policing the production process, but could retailers see equal results if they were to spend those same resources, educating and motivating the workforce? In what ways are they being underestimated?
1: Yeah, the return on investment versus what you actually call policing work and shifting to investment. I mean, it's the same thing, right? We spend money and time investing our children or uh, citizens in our countries, and we value the education, but nobody is really... At a retailer brand level, focus on doing the same, or very few companies, there are some exceptions, sorry. Very few companies are engaged down to the level of how can we provide better education, digitize the shop floor, so that we are actively interacting with the artisans and providing more and more skills so that they can be part of the solution. Everybody talks about artificial intelligence and we talk about how can we activate the 60 million people, the human intelligence that is totally under you. It's the most underutilized asset in our entire one point, whatever trillion dollar industry. And we need to, and the only way we're going to make the transformation is if the retailer and brands understand that they have to get involved in the shop floor, because there's a disconnect. Some factory owners and top leadership understand but there's a total disconnect between what the consumers are demanding and what the factories are able to deliver. And the way to close the disconnect is to learn how to communicate and engage these artisans so that with less time and energy, they can actually produce a better product right the first time, eliminate the billions of dollars of waste that we generate in in terms of efficiency, rework at the shop floor, and thus be able to ultimately bring a much higher value for the same resources that we're spending and is value to the consumer.
0: Jose, can you tell me about the companies you've seen successfully implement a continuous improvement plan and, and how are they faring compared to those that are less worker focused?
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Um, both on the Impactiva side, when we've gone in and done process optimization projects, um, they normally are anywhere from 18 to 24 weeks. And you start teaching the supervisors and the middle management how to communicate, how to talk and activate and engage the, you know, factories with 1,000, 2,000, 4,000 artisans. Artisans, we don't, we don't use the term workers or operators because we're trying to activate and engage them. So we call them artisans. It's, it's incredible, Eddie. I mean, you see the smiles on the face when they're actually asked to give feedback on what a, pro- a redesign of a process or the re-engineering uh, of a machine to make an out- the output um, flow in a different direction, making the l- less body and hand and body and arm movement of the artisan, so they don't have to twist. The machine is, is, is um, um, spitting out the product directly or the component directly to them. It's, it's it smiles in the face and we've seen it in factories, whether it's in Laos or China, Vietnam, Indonesia, Egypt, Portugal. When you start communicating and you teach your middle management how to articulate the problems and the issues and get the artisans involved, it's dramatic. They not only dramatically improve, the minimum improvement we've had in a factory over a process optimization program is 18%. All the way up to 40% improvement in in efficiency. And quality is normally 50, 100, sometimes 200%. Because when you go into these factories, the level of right the first time quality is very low. And this is all about engaging down to the artisans. Uh, And and then those factories are more able to adjust to the disruptions because you have active engagement of the 1,000, 2,000, 4,000 artisans. And anything that's thrown at them, they, they've created a continuous improvement culture by applying new behaviors and values and acquire, uh, behaviors, habits, and the values of accountability, discipline, and transparency that they adjust to all these disruptions that now we are facing every year or two.
0: So, so we've spoken in, in several conversations that how Gen Z, millennials, there's a whole new group of Gen C. They're really shopping with their values, their priorities are different. How can those in the industry that value the workers' contribution motivate consumers to put pressure on the entire supply chain to treat workers better?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's with with their purchasing habits right and and we are seeing with the younger generations that they really truly care um, and so what we 're trying to and you know you and I have been talking about this for years now. Um, as we said in a recent video conference it's we've been crying wolf and now now um with covid it's really everything possible i mean this is like the triple perfect storm um has happened and i think the retailers and brands who understand that they cannot and the c-level suite that up to the ceo as i said in in our previous call um if they don't realize that they have to get their hands dirty and jump into the factory and build a manufacturing ecosystem, I think they're going to have a hard time competing, not only with the speed that's required in today's demand. I don't call them supply chains anymore. I call them demand chains because it's pull versus push. The consumer is not going to allow it anymore. And the consumer is going to take their money and we see it with the Patagonias, et cetera, of the world the Alberts of the world who, I mean, the valuation of Albert compared to most footwear companies in the world. It's all about because the consumer understands the value that they're bringing, not only to planet earth, but ultimately we feel with activating, engaging, there's 16 million artisans in our industry. And up to now, we have been a bit uh, dismissive about the value of using their minds to help us improve. And we have such enormous waste as in rework and productivity inefficiencies that we're still building factories. There's no reason to build another factory in our industry. And the consumer is no longer going to accept that anymore. So either the C-level gets involved and helps the factory leadership understand that they have to start treating and interacting and valuing the most underutilized asset In our industry, which is human intelligence of our 60 million artisans, or I think people are going to have problems surviving. And that's what we're doing with Vieso. The the idea of putting four in a factory of 4,000 artisans, putting a digital uh, tablet, RFID enabled, that detects the product that has an RFID tag nobody had ever dreamed of. And we have have the product and the platform to be able to do that. And now you're providing a digital tool to an artisan and allow them to enter the 2020 era and interact. And you should see the smiles on their face when we do that. It's like total engagement because now they're getting real-time feedback on the defects they create and on their efficiency and before they were working in a void. So we need to digitize. And the sea level needs to give the importance, tell the factories that they want to activate and engage the artisans. And we'll start seeing our factories transformed.
0: That's a great point. Well, Jose, I appreciate you taking the time again to, to speak to me in Sourcing Journal. Um, stay safe, please. And
1: uh, hopefully you'll come back and uh, talk to us soon. Take care, Eddie, as always. Lots of fun. Thank you. Thanks.